News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, and On the Mark is brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. Tell them Mark sent you. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in during uh, the Facebook Live as well. If you ever want to check out the Facebook Live and you're one of our radio listeners or uh, you listen through the app, just search On The Mark, K-H-M-O, on Facebook. You can find us there. And then, of course, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin. So here we are on the Saturday morning, on a rainy Saturday morning here in downtown Hannibal in America's hometown, uh, the Saturday morning before the NFL draft. And I want to uh, obviously get jump into some draft talk here as we focus the, the the sports world focuses really on what happens during the NFL draft. But I do also want to mention before we dive into it too deep, no show next weekend. Uh, not because not because I don't want to talk uh, immediate reaction NFL draft. Well, we got Dogwood Parade here in the uh, Tri States in Quincy, and so I'll be doing. I'll be. Uh, I'll be in the Dogwood Parade. So no show next week. Uh, then we'll be back that uh, second week of May, and we'll we'll have a real time to digest what happened in the draft. We'll do some of that and and go through that. So uh, yeah, John, no show next week. Uh, so, hey, sometimes. Sometimes you got other commitments. You know what I mean. You got other. You got other things you got to do when you. You know, the Kick FM job. It's the one that pays the bills sometimes. So you got to go and represent the brand in the Dogwood Parade. So if you're going to be at the Dogwood Parade next Saturday in Quincy, make sure you wave and say hi, and uh, we'll stop by. So let's jump into it. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. The NFL draft round one starts Thursday. Um, let me just say first and foremost, one of the reasons I think we love the NFL draft so much and we as Americans just, I think, eat up the drafts, all of them, NBA, NHL, MLB, WNBA. The ESPN did a great job with the WNBA draft just a couple weeks ago. I think there's there's something to the idea that the draft itself is kind of so American. You watch as these you know young athletes these young kids their lives just completely change and you get to see the family's reaction you get all these great videos it's all about hope and and projecting what could be and all these kids you know they haven't done anything on the field yet and yet we're already buying their jerseys and getting to getting ready and getting excited and hyping it all up it's so much hype so much anticipation it's just uh it's so much fun to watch and the nfl really has turned this into must watch tv especially with the thursday night first round special i ever since they did that especially and the nfl just knows how to crush tv they just know they get it they get that we just want three hours one round Big names, big stars, drama, people falling down the board, grandma screaming and jumping off the chair because her uh, grandchild got the call or, you know, whoever it may be. So uh, it's just such a a pure, fun, amazing, awesome thing. But the draft is actually 
so historically important. And it's one of those things that we we maybe take for granted. You know, when we when you think of the NFL as a whole, the NFL calendar, obviously the most important things are the games. Uh, it's the actual action on the field. But I would make an argument that the second most important thing for every NFL franchise, besides the actual games, and the most important thing uh, when you're not playing football is the draft and getting the draft as right as possible. And so I just want to tell you a little bit about, we did this last year, I remember leading up to the draft show as well, just my NFL philosophy and my draft philosophy. And then we'll go into some things that I think, you know, kind of fit into that and, and, and where some things line up. First and foremost, number one, if, if you are building an NFL team, if I am a general manager of an NFL team, there is nothing more important than the quarterback of your football team. That has to be priority number one. When you're building, when you look at the pyramid of building a football team, that is at the very tippity top. Do you have the quarterback? Whether it's just for one year, whether it's for the next 10 years, whether it's for a couple years stretch, whatever it may be. But that is the most important thing. Do you feel in building your team that you have your quarterback? And number two would be, all right, now I got to protect my quarterback. That's the next most important thing, in my opinion, in building an NFL team. I got my quarterback. Now I got to protect my quarterback. Number two. Number three would be, all right, I got to get the other team's quarterback. So now I got my guy. I got guys to protect my guy. And now I need some guys to go get their guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lot of guy talk here, but but that's the process. One, two, three. Get your guy. Get an offensive line to protect your quarterback. And then go get some stud defensive linemen, edge rushers, linebacker, to go get the other team's guy. So once you have those three things, then everything else starts falling into place. So when you are approaching an NFL draft, every NFL draft, if I was a general manager, I would look at those three things first and foremost as the most important things. Do I have my quarterback? Check, yes or no. If you don't, go get one. If you do, what's the next thing? Is my quarterback protected? Yes or no? If you don't, if it's not protected, go get some guys to protect your quarterback. And if it is, then go to number three, where you feel like, all right, now I need I need pieces on the defensive line, on the edge rusher spot, linebacker spot, maybe even a Jamal Adams type of free safety. Someone who's a, more of an explosive, if that's the pick, someone who can go be disruptive in the backfield for the other team's quarterback. Then the rest of it, you know what I mean? Like, I can make the argument. I, I think tight end is a little more important than wide receiver. I would argue that I'd rather have safeties than corners. Uh, just some signal calling. Certain things like that. But that, again, I think, it, you know, you can level it, argue it on out, however you want. But that's the fringe stuff. The most important things are that quarterback, protect your quarterback, getting a quarterback. And that's why, and we'll talk about it a little bit later on the show, what the Kansas City Chiefs just did, I think it's just brilliant. And why the Kansas City Chiefs are the Kansas City Chiefs, and they should be favorites to get to another Super Bowl in the AFC next year. We'll talk about that later. They're really good at steps one. <laughs> They're really good at trying to figure out and build around steps one, two, and three. So, um, 
then that brings me to the actual draft. If I'm looking at the NFL draft, so I have that philosophy, right? That's built in. I know my philosophy. We just went over it. So then I look at rounds, the different rounds of the NFL draft. And here's the thing. It's not fair. It's not. But we, the fans, we, the media, the people who watch and consume the sport, will always put more pressure and more emphasis on the first round. So as a general manager of a team, you have to separate the first round from rounds two through seven. They have to be separate, in my opinion. You look at that and you have to go, the first round, what you're getting in the first round has to be Either A, an immediate starter who you project to be immediate, like, oh, this guy, pro bowler in our system, probably, you know, should be rookie of the year, competing for rookie of the year, whether it's defensive, offensive, whatever. So that's the thought. And then two, you have to think to yourself, so you have that, or you have to think, all right, this guy is going to be, he may not be all pro, all world but this person's going to be a cornerstone of our franchise we see 10 to 15 years. So when I look at the first round, that's really hard to figure out, right? <laughs> it's really hard to say, all right, that guy's going to be a cornerstone of our franchise for 10 to 15 years, especially after pick like 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. There's a lot of good players, but systems, fits, health concerns. So a lot of the time, if I could, I would trade out of the first round, especially if I'm past pick 15 if I feel like I already got my quarterback or I and I feel like there's not an elite offensive lineman for me at my spot or an elite defensive lineman to get after their quarterback at my spot can I then acquire more depth more talent and and to be honest or do I take a lot and trade up to get the one guy who I'm 100% sure of So the first round is different because you have to place a different value on it because we as fans in the media are going to place a different value on it. Then you look at rounds two through seven is, all right, now I have to find the players who are going to fill in, who are going to give my roster depth and could be pieces that we don't pay a ton, but I feel like could have a big impact for the at least the rookie contract before maybe we'd end up having to pay this guy a ton of money. And you got to find those gems. So... If I'm looking especially in the first round, as I start to now apply all of that philosophy talk I just talked about, what do I prioritize in building my team and then looking at the importance of the first round and knowing the media scrutiny and the fan scrutiny that comes with first round picks, I find some really interesting storylines. First and foremost, I think my biggest prediction for as we go into the first round is I do think there will be five quarterbacks taken in the first round. I do think that Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones will all go in the first round. I have no idea if they'll go all in the top 10. I do not believe so. I really don't. I just don't think you're going to see five quarterbacks taken in the top 10. I do believe you're going to get quarterbacks one through three. And if I had to put money on it right now, Everything that I'm hearing from 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 me, other people in the media and shows that we all listen to, the trust, and, and people like the Peter Kings of the world, it seems as though it's Trevor Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two, and Mac Jones three. And then Atlanta. So my next prediction is I think Atlanta actually stays at four, 
And if I was Atlanta, I would take Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts, the tight end of Florida, best player in the draft, not named Trevor Lawrence, can't miss. And Atlanta with Arthur Smith coming in, new head coach, I feel like they know they have two years where they can't really do anything with Matt Ryan. And when you look at first-round talent, what did I just say? They have to be a guy who comes in and helps you win now? Or they have to be someone who's going to be a cornerstone of your franchise who you know is going to be a hit? Kyle Pitts is both of those things. As I, I think it's an easy, it would be an easy selection for me if I was Atlanta. Mainly also, too, because Atlanta, as you look at the NFC South, even though they're picking fourth, I just think fresh blood, new head coach, they have a lot of talent to compete in the NFC South. And all of a sudden, you got a Hayden Hurst, Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Offensively, you know, I don't know, there's not much better weapons you can get in the NFL than that. And you hope that Arthur Smith comes in with his new system and you can make all that work. I just don't, if I was Atlanta, I wouldn't reach for who's going to be what you would think the fourth best quarterback in the league to be the future face of your franchise. When you look at what happened with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay and Jordan Love, Atlanta could very easily turn this around and I think be a compet- uh, competitive in the NFC South, battling for a playoff spot in the NFC South with no Drew Brees. All you got to do is worry about Tampa, but you're just as you have just as much right to the second spot in the NFC South as Carolina or New Orleans as of this morning. Uh, the other thing I would look at, I do not think Detroit or Carolina take a quarterback, but I do think Detroit and Carolina at seven and eight are these spots to watch for the trade-ups. So after Jacksonville, the Jets, and the Niners all take quarterbacks one, two, three, look out for New England, Chicago, football team, and Denver. All four of those teams, I think, would be very happy with Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Very happy. And I think all though both those guys fit in all four places. I would be excited to see Trey Lance or Ky- or Justin Fields in Washington, Chicago, Denver, or New England. Denver sits at nine. Detroit seven, Carolina eight. Denver will take, I believe, a quarterback, one of those two guys, if they're there. Will Denver trade up with a Detroit, with a Miami, with an Atlanta, but the other four, the other three, Washington, uh, New England at 15, Washington at 19, Chicago at 20, can't, they have to get ahead of Denver or at least get in that spot to where they know that one of those two guys is available if they like them both. And I like them both more than Zach Wilson. They're, they're the two and three quarterbacks on my board. So I would be very happy if I was any of those teams landing one of those two prospects and trading up to do it. So I think that's the spot you're going to have to look at for movement. Can New England, Washington, or Chicago, if they want, if they're really sold on one of these two guys, which I think they should be, get ahead of Denver? And will one of those two guys be available for Denver at nine? And what do they do with pick nine then? So I think that's going to be really interesting to watch. That's the spot I'm keeping my eye on uh, in the first round. So a lot of NFL draft talk to get the show started here. Uh, but again, I won't be no show next week. I'll do some instant reaction type of maybe NFL draft um, on Friday morning. Maybe we can do a Facebook live or something. Again, follow on the Mark Kachmo on Facebook uh, 
just to do a quick, a quick reaction, quick thoughts, especially where the quarterbacks are. But then we'll dive into a ton of that uh, the following the second weekend of May. It's going to be really interesting, really fascinating. You, as a GM, just remember two or three things. Do you have your guy? Do you have guys to protect your guy? Can you go get their guy? And then you got to make sure you feel very confident this person is going to be a cornerstone of your franchise. So, you know, what, take that what you will. I also think there's going to be a run on wide receivers when they start going because there's a bunch of good wide receivers and there's teams that are wide receiver needy. I also think, though, I, I, I got a really good feeling Atlanta stays put and does not take a quarterback. I don't think you see quarterbacks go one, two, three, four. If I'm Arthur Smith, the head coach, I say, guys, you know, I got Matt Ryan. I really, that's why I came here. I don't really want to be the guy then who's got to battle like all the questions about if Matt Ryan throws a pick, struggling when Matt Ryan has been numbers wise very good. He's got two good years left of football to win and be competitive in that division. And I don't really want the fourth best quarterback in this draft. <laughs> You know, one through three are going to be gone. Now, I, I personally think Trey Lance and Justin Fields are better than Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, but you could argue why would you want the fourth best quarterback in the draft to pick four when you have Matt Ryan? It's an interesting thing. It's going to be fun to keep an eye on and watch that Denver spot. Can some teams get ahead of Denver? I do not believe that Detroit, uh, uh, that, you know, certainly Cincinnati, Miami, Detroit, and Carolina, I think they're not, they're out on quarterbacks. I really believe that. All right, when we come back, uh, Super League, literally in the time that we've had a show since last Saturday morning, there was a whole league that showed up, then got disbanded. We'll kind of break it down a little bit for you, at least from my perspective. And then I'm going to give why, uh, I'm going to give you some interesting thoughts on why the Super League needs to be, and what happened this past week, needs to be a giant warning side sign to one of the biggest sport leagues in the United States. All that on the way. Don't go anywhere. Live and local on a Saturday morning in beautiful, rainy downtown Hannibal. It's Mark Hessman on the market on News Talk 1070 KHMO. This is Larry Hansen. Spring is here, and along with sun and warmth, you can expect post-winter road hazards like potholes, uneven pavement, springtime showers, and an increased number of cyclists and pedestrians. Did you know that 2018 was the deadliest year for pedestrians since 1990? This spring, slow down on wet roads, avoid potholes, and stay on the lookout for pedestrians and cyclists. For more driving safety tips, visit driversed.com. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. New vehicles, uh, they got still 0% on some Hondas, Hyundais. Check them on out. Tell them Mark sent you. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, Faith Family Giving Back. That's Cunis Country. All right, let's jump into it. Hespin Headline number two. Hespin's Headlines on the mark. So literally in the past week, from Saturday morning at 10 a.m. when I logged off last week's On the Mark to, to this Saturday morning, we had a whole league show up, cause havoc to the world's biggest sport, and then disappear. The Super League. The Super League showed up uh, last Sunday evening. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, and again, I, I don't know 100% know everything and all the details on this because I'm still new to soccer. I do laugh that um, 
about two months ago, I was telling you on the show, I'm kind of getting into the Premier League now and starting to watch it. you got a couple teams that's fun to root for, fun to watch on a Saturday and Sunday morning as you're waiting for other things to get going. Uh, and it's so competitive, so good. It's great soccer. It's watching really, really great players, some of the best in the world. Uh, well, the Super League, the idea of the Super League, uh, it was really brought out of the idea uh, of money. So if you don't know, in, in Europe, there's a lot of different countries in Europe. Remember, it's not all like America. we got different states, but it's you know one main governing body. Different countries. So in each of the different countries, there's different soccer leagues. Uh, the big ones, the big kind of uh, four, you have the Premier League. That's England. That's number one. That's the most watched thing in the world, the Premier League. That's uh, Manchester United, Liverpool, Manchester City, Tottenham Hotspurs, Arsenal, uh, big, big names, big, big clubs, Harry Kane, uh, you know, Tottenham Hotspurs. So big, big teams. Then you have in Spain, you have La Liga, you have uh, Bundesliga in uh, Germany. You have all these you know, main leagues in the different, you know, France has their league, Spain has their league, Italy has their league, Germany has their league. So the idea is in each of these leagues, if you're at the end of the year, if you're in the top four standings in these leagues, you play in what's called the Champions Cup, sponsored by UEFA, a governing soccer body in Europe. And then so you get these teams who were the best of the best of their leagues in the previous season fighting then to ultimately crown who would have been like the best team in Europe that past season. You know, kind of their own way of figuring out their own version of a playoffs in that way, figuring it all out. Well, most of the time, the teams who are battling in that playoff in the Champions League are the same teams, the the big name teams, Bayern Munich from Germany, Barcelona, you know, from Spain, uh, Manchester United from from England. But sometimes, and this happens, you get a smaller team from a smaller city in one of the leagues that has a magical run, a magical run. And they're on fire. They're playing with their they're playing their butts off. And they make it into that top 4. And then they make it into the Champions League. And now you got guys from a small town in maybe like France. You know, a couple thousand people. Think of it like a Quincy Illinois and all of a sudden if Quincy Illinois had a, a football team and they're playing against the Dallas Cowboys. In the Super Bowl. And you're like, what? This is insane. And there's passion. There's 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 this emotion to that. Well, over the past decade or two in soccer in Europe, rich billionaire American owners, billionaire Americans have started buying up teams in Europe. Coming on in there and taking these clubs that have been family owned or grown out of factories and, and in the roots of, in, of England and and Germany and Spain, and is throwing huge amounts of money because of the money that's there. And then what happens? In America sports, you don't make the playoffs if you're Jacksonville or whatever, but you don't have to worry about getting relegated. It's not like you're out of the league. You know, in, in England, in these some of these leagues, you get relegated. If you're one of the bottom four, not, you know, there's top four, there's bottom four, you're not in the Premier League. Or if you if you're Arsenal and you're not in the top four, you don't make the Champions League. You don't get those games. You don't get that publicity. It's not like you don't make the playoffs. You don't get those games. You don't get that publicity. Well, these rich American owners are basically like, well, this is kind of stupid. Why don't we just create a league where we never have to leave? 
that we always all play each other. We're the best teams anyways. And they created a Super League, offend, uh, essentially ruining the heart of what soccer in Europe is. And the fan backlash was outrageous. It was incredible, and rightfully so. There was no one in the media in Europe or in America, major people that supported the move, nothing but greed. And within a couple days, the Super League disbands, and it's gone. And it's done. And what they tried to do was say, hey, (laughs) we're the big boys. Should we all just play together and make more money? And the fan outrage was so intense that it crushed it for the time being. Who knows? Could come back again, and the owners could say, all right, this was kind of a test run to see what it looks like. Maybe we try again, you know, sometime sooner, work out some sort of negotiations with FIFA to let our players still play and all this stuff. I'm not saying it's dead for forever, but as of right now, it's dead. And so that's the background. Now, there is only one sport in America that has anything like what soccer is in Europe as far as levels, competitiveness, or what could happen. We only have 32 NFL teams. It's never going to happen in the NFL. It's never going to happen in the NBA. You know, it's not like in the NBA, oh, if you're the bottom four teams, this year the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, you go to the G League, and then the G League's winner, the Boston Red Claws, they come up. That's just not going to happen. It would be, but that's what European soccer is like. If your team, you're not always in the highest league, you know. It's not like in baseball, if the Cubs stink and they're the one of the bottom four teams in the league, they get sent down to AAA and they bring up the Iowa Barnstormers to replace the Chicago Cubs because if that's the way it works. It could. Feasibly, you could just make those changes, but it would never happen. There's the money. The money, 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 money. But there is one sport where this could happen, and it is a forewarning, and that's college football. College football already, we see it in a slightly similar sense to this, where you have Division Three, Division One, uh, Division Two, Division One, Double A, and you see it happen. You see a team dominate Division Three for so many years, they eventually move up to Division Two. Then you see some of those Division Two teams that are so dominant they win a ton, they get bumped up Division One at Double A. They're an FCS team, and then we've seen FCS teams upset big time programs. We've seen FCS teams get those chance to play a, a big boy and, and, and get a win. And then we've seen some FCS teams become Division One teams. They get adopted on in into the MAC, and then you you know you see that, or you see some schools switch divisions and go from not a Power Five to a Power Five conference. But this is the forewarning. College football already is so regionalized and it's so so top heavy Alabama Ohio State Oklahoma Clemson Georgia Notre Dame Florida LSU that couldn't you see the power five schools saying screw this (laughs) I don't want to get upset by a Mac school anymore it's good for my brand to just be in the Big Ten and play only SEC Pac-12 Big 12 and ACC teams. And if the Power Fives just create their own thing and they always played against each other, and they said, hey, everyone else, just do your thing. Whatever. And we'll crown our own champion. It's a feasible thing. It's a feasible thing to imagine could happen, especially with the money that's involved. 
And if the colleges are ever allowed to start paying players, actually paying players, and not just letting them make money off their likeness and make money on their own sides, their own deals, and actually say, no, no, we're going to pay you to play football at college, then a million percent the Power Fives could eventually make their own Super League. And that's something I hope they never do, and I hope this is a warning to them to avoid this. Because what makes college football as passionate and why college football fans are is the only thing that we have in the United States that are as passionate about their sport as you have in England in soccer. Because NFL fans, we're passionate. And we love our NFL teams, but we're not like English soccer fans. In a lot of ways, we're not like college football fans. You die for your college football team. It's who you are. It's, it is, you know, you went to school there. You grew up there. Smaller towns cling to these, these teams. So don't become elitist. Don't get too big for the game that made you. We saw it just happen in soccer. We saw the outrage warning to college football. Don't get too big to where you bite the hand that fed you for so long. It's a warning. Super League, interesting. It's dead. I'm glad it's dead. I hope it doesn't come back, and I hope college football looks at this and says, that's a warning. Let's not do that. Let us, let's not do that. <laughs> that's not good. What is college basketball for three weeks at a time captivate audiences and get huge ratings? Because miracles can happen. The Cinderella, the 16 seed can win. College football has a little of that. Soccer has that in Europe. The Super League was trying to get rid of that. Don't do that. <laughs> we as fans like seeing the little guys have a chance. Love that storyline. All right, uh, when we come back, we'll take a, a second break. I want to talk. go back to the NFL because there were some real moves that happened. Love what the Kansas City Chiefs did. We'll dig into that next. You're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Live and local on a rainy Saturday in Hannibal on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Some kids never smile. They're embarrassed by their crooked teeth. They want braces like the other kids, but their families can't afford them. Some may even try to straighten their teeth themselves. That can make everything worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. It helps provide orthodontic treatment to kids and teens whose families can't afford it. For kids who apply, are approved, and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, it can be life-changing. Their treatment is in the hands of an expert a licensed local orthodontic specialist who improves their smiles by correctly aligning teeth and jaws. Some kids think they'll never smile again, but donated orthodontic services may help them smile with confidence. To link to the application and eligibility requirements, visit aaoinfo.org. Every year, baseball provides great finishes on a nightly basis. When you listen to the game, you just don't know who that next hero may be. Walk-off homers, walk-off hits, walk-off moments. This is Matt Carpenter. It's a Redford winner! Yadier Molina scores on the hit by Matt Carpenter! Listen to Mike, John, and Rick all season long on your radio. Don't miss a minute of it. Cardinals baseball. Time to fly. Cardinal baseball on News Talk 1070 KHMO Hannibal. Thank you, America. When you stay home, you're not only protecting yourself and your loved ones, you're helping infectious diseases experts in the fight against the spread of COVID-19. Sponsored by the Infectious Diseases Society of America Foundation. 
Hello, neighbor. Paris today. Otherwise, overcast skies. Highs around 63. Winds out of the north, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Mainly clear tonight. Lows level off around 40. Mainly clear skies and quiet tomorrow, 67. Turning much warmer Monday and Tuesday with highs in the low 80s. Chance for scattered storms Tuesday. Right now, 52. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO with the KHMO app. Brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. They have over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. Vehicles as low as $500 right now. They are like the one dealership in the whole of the tri-states that has inventory. I'm telling you, check them on out. If you're in the market for a new vehicle and you don't at least go to kunisquincy.com, Start shopping online. Stop by the dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. You are doing yourself a massive, massive disservice. All right. Um, I, let's go back to the NFL here because there was some moves that happened. Let's start with the Chiefs. Um, they made a big trade just yesterday. They get Orlando Brown uh, from the Raider uh, Ravens, a two-time Pro Bowler, a very good offensive lineman. Uh, for and they get a second and a six rounder, and they gave up this year's first, this year's third, this year's fourth, and next year's fifth. So Kansas City gets a Pro Bowl tackle. They get a second rounder and a six rounder, and they lose pick thirty one, third, fourth, and next year's fifth. This is what good teams do. <laughs> and I think this is a good trade on both sides. So from the Chiefs' standpoint, again, what is my philosophy? We talked about it at the top of the show. They have their quarterback. They have guys that can get the other guy's quarterback. Where, why did they lose the Super Bowl? Because Patrick Mahomes was pressured more than anyone in Super Bowl history. And their offensive line fell apart. They need to protect their quarterback. So what do they do? Not only, you know, you can't just look at Orlando Brown. It's a lot to, you know... You give up a first-round pick, you like to have first-round picks, but you get a now cornerstone offensive lineman to go with the fact that you already signed Joe Tooney in the offseason, you signed Kyle Long in the offseason, you signed Austin Blythe in the offseason, and you expect to get Tardif back off of the COVID year. So now you have Thune and Brown, who you know are going to be cornerstones for your offensive line, you add into the mix Kyle Long, Blythe, and Tardif, where you say, all right, compete. We got starters. We got depth. I still expect Kansas City, honestly, with their two second-round picks, to either trade up to uh, back into the first round, back end of the first round, or trade up to earlier in the second round to get another offensive lineman to, or just take two more offensive linemen. Uh, or, you know, they could use some linebacker help as well uh, and, and, and just say, all right, we don't have a we don't have a, t- a bunch of starting opening jobs at the Kansas City Chiefs, but we need depth and we need it bad. Even if you take a guy who's projected to be a starter, who's there to be behind Brown, you saw what happened when Patrick Mahomes and your tackles went down and you didn't have good depth at tackle and a guard. So if I'm Kansas City, I I, I draft five offensive linemen this draft, <laughs> even with the guys you signed because. That is your. That is the only thing that could slow you down at this point. You have your offensive weapons, and even knock on wood, God forbid, and I'm you know I hate even putting this out into the world. Even if you lose one of your big weapons offensively, Patrick Mahomes makes everyone better. The system makes everyone better. 
the Chiefs can still be in the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl if they lose one of their offensive firepower pieces. I hope they don't. Again, knock on wood, you you clearly cannot win a Super Bowl with a bad offensive line. So Kansas City's going all in on this. Now, from the Ravens' standpoint, I do like this move because if I'm Baltimore, Brown is a pass uh, blocking tackle. Very good. And he's a good run blocker as well. He's, he's a pro bowler for a reason. Mammoth of a human being. But if you're Baltimore, you look at it this one thing. We, we can afford to give up a great offensive lineman, still draft a guy that we maybe like, or you have a guy in the house that you like. They are now planning and signing Villanueva, the free agent. I've read that from Pittsburgh. That's a great fit. Lamar Jackson doesn't need five seconds to throw like Patrick Mahomes. We just want him to sit in the pocket and, and tear apart. Lamar Jackson's a different type of passing quarterback. He's big play, explosive, first read, boom, 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 we get the ball out of his hands, or run. And they're a running team. So for you, you're looking for different types of offensive linemen. You can find those offensive linemen. And if you're Baltimore, now, because you only you already had like the 27th pick, and now you have the 31st pick, you could maybe package those two picks up to move into the teens to go get an elite wide receiver talent as well. It would not shock me if Baltimore is looking at one of those teams in the early teens that's just you know looking to get more depth, needs more players. You package... 27, 31, and maybe a fifth or sixth, and you can get into the top, you know, 12 picks. And you go get yourself a Devontae Smith, someone that Lamar Jackson needs. They need to be in that top 15 to get an explosive playmaker. Or, heck, you take a stab at a 27 and 31, you draft two wide receivers and hope one of them hits. Or they both hit. They could use them both. So I like that move for both teams. Baltimore needs a couple more pieces. And they gave up from a spot that they can sign, they can they can make it work, still have a very good offensive line, still work for their system. And uh, and, they, and Lamar Jackson needs studs. He needs his Tyree Kill, his Travis Kelsey. He needs those type of weapons. He needs an Allen Robinson type, a guy who just go just catch a hundred balls and throw it any direction, and he'll get it. And I think now they have the firepower to get that, or at least they they have some capital to take multiple stabs at that. Uh, the other thing, the other big news in the NFL that we look around, Baker Mayfield, he gets the 50-year option picked up. I think this was a no-brainer for Cleveland. Listen, Cleveland, let's not forget, they passed on so many quarterbacks. Those three years in the Hugh Jackson era, they could have had a number of guys that they passed on, including Patrick Mahomes. You know, the Bears get the hate. Oh, they passed on Patrick Mahomes. Cleveland passed on Watson and Mahomes as well. So I think this is a commitment to Baker of saying, listen, we will give you an extra year. But I also think Cleveland now, with that roster and that head coach, they look at themselves as maybe even more of a desirable place. And Cleveland's the type of place where they would maybe take a stab and move on from Baker as opposed to giving him a, a massive deal. You do not want to be tied up to Baker for big deals. Or you say to Baker, listen, you want the money that uh, that Wentz got, that Goff got, that Dak got, that Russell got. You want, to, you want to stiff that money? You got two years now to prove it. You got pro bowlers all over this roster. You got a head coach. You made the playoffs. We need to see improvement. So I like that the Browns did this. Again, you know I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield fan. 
I wouldn't tie my franchise to Baker, but I like that they picked up the fifth-year option because the last thing the Browns need is instability at the quarterback position. At least with Baker, you have some stability. You have a guy who's capable of winning games with a talented roster. I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback, but in Cleveland, listen, if Cleveland can just string together what what uh, uh, Cincinnati did with Carson Palmer Dalton and just like, hey, we make the playoffs every other year, that's huge, okay? That's culture. That's huge for Cleveland. But the clock is now ticking on Baker here a little bit more. And then uh, finally, the other thing I think is fascinating from the NFL, the news we got this week, is the jersey number thing. So if you didn't see, uh, running backs, wide receivers, linebackers, defensive linemen, um, corners, all these other guys are going to be allowed to like have numbers kind of like college where you had – you know, Jadavion Clowney wore one in college. You know what I mean? You get single digits. Reggie Bush with the five. You're going to see that. Well, immediately, you start to read the fine print on that, and you start laughing. This is the NFL makes it so special. So The NFL is so good. So dang good. Dalvin Cook, star NFL player. He wears 33 for Minnesota. He wore four in college. Well, he's immediately like, boom, I'm going back to four. And then he puts in that paperwork to go back to four of the NFL, and the NFL say, all right, that'll be $1.5 million. And he's like, whoa, 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 wait, what? $1.5 million? And they're like, yeah, well, if you want to switch your jersey, you got to buy up all the Dalvin Cook 33 jerseys. We're not eating that cost. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it's not It's greed, but it's hysterical. The NFL, I mean, that is so NFL, but that's what makes the NFL so special and why you don't see advertising patches on NFL jerseys like you do in the NBA and, and the English soccer and all that. Because they, oh, yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You can you can change it. That'll be $1.5 million. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. That's a lot of money. So you'll see it. I think it's going to take time. I also think it'll take like trades and free agency signings when they're with a new team anyways. And it's not like, hey, now you have the option to change it because we got to make new jerseys anyways. You'll start to see a lot more of it. And And I think it's fun. Tom Brady threw a fit about it. I think it's fun. So there's the fine print, if you didn't know. Uh, in the NFL jersey change. All right, final break. When we come back, last couple of minutes of the show, I want to touch on some big series in the MLB going on right now. Cubs are getting hot. And uh, NASCAR, second favorite track, they're racing at it th- right now this weekend. Don't go anywhere. Live and local, it's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. When it comes to trailers, and Sam's Club Associates help millions of people get the things they need. Together, these associates with their customers and members have raised more than $1 billion for CMN hospitals. Thank you, associates, for all you've done to help kids live better and for all you're doing now to get us through these times. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. All right, welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Check them out on this rainy day, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. I'm telling you, they have that incredible complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. They do service uh, appointments as well. They are doing massive deals on used cars. They are the only dealership in the Tri-States with full inventory right now. Buying up used cars left and right. Your used car, they're paying top dollar for. 
Uh, it's incredible what Cunis Honda Hyundai has put together. Check them out. Tell them Mark sent you, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, CunisQuincy.com. All right, as we wrap up here, last couple minutes, yesterday, two massive wins. Uh, the Cardinals, they get a win over the Reds. This is a huge early season. I mean, both teams showed up into this uh, into this series nine and nine. Cardinals win five four. Nice win for Kim. Yachty homers. That guy's drinking out of the fountain of youth. I don't get it. But the NL Central is going to. It looks like it's going to be this way. Reds, Brewers, Cubs, and Cardinals. Can one of these teams pull away? Can one of them win seven or eight games in a row? Can one of them win fifteen of twenty? over a stretch and start to pull away? I don't think so. I think these teams are more even than we thought going into the year. Um, the Reds are kind of coming back to earth. Cubs have now won four straight. Their bats are alive. They put up another massive number, 15 runs, 17 hits. Uh, and the win for Hendricks yesterday against the Brewers. They've won four in a row now. Uh, so, again, these are big series. They got the Brewers again this weekend. Uh, Cardinals got... Uh, the Reds all this weekend. Keep an eye on these early season series. I know it's April baseball, but these are the type of results when you look back in September and you're like, gosh, why are we still fighting? Why, you know, why, as a Cardinals fan, why am I still fighting with the Reds? Oh, well, you know, look back at that series here in late April. Uh, but uh, big wins for them to start separating. Can they separate? Can one of these teams pull away? It'll be interesting to see. Cubs won four in a row. Maybe it's the Cubs. Can they stay hot? Can they win? It's six, seven, eight in a row. Can they get to 15 out of 20 over the next uh, stretch? We'll see. We'll see. Keep an eye on them. All right. The other thing I want to mention, NASCAR is at Talladega. So, if, again, if you're not a NASCAR fan, this is a great race to watch this weekend. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Talladega. Daytona, Bristol, and Talladega. Anytime that those three tracks, watch. Because you're guaranteed to get Rex. You're guaranteed to get Rubin is racing. You're, guar- you're guaranteed to get... Uh, unique action in the sport. Bristol, whether it's now dirt on Bristol, small, you know, small, slower speeds, but intense rubbing is racing. And then with Daytona and, and Talladega, they are the super, super speedways. The massive, massive, uh, back straights, big turns going, uh, they move the start finish line past the pit boxes of Talladega now. You're gonna get big wrecks, you're gonna get a lot of speed, you're gonna get, uh, you're gonna get passing, you're going to get guys, uh, green flag stops, uh, long runs. This is fun stuff to watch. This is NASCAR, what you dream of. Uh, so NASCAR Talladega tomorrow, I'll be watching. And then finally, the NBA, I know I haven't talked a ton of NBA because there's just been such good NFL storyline. Right now, Nikola Jokic is my MVP. I-, I think he's been healthy all year, especially what he's doing now with Denver and Jamal Murray out. The guy putting up insane numbers. I like his game more than I like uh, Joel Embiid's. And Joel Embiid's been fantastic. And shout out to Philly. But he missed a lot of games. And part of uh, of being uh, a key or clutch important player to your team is being available. Jokic is. He's my MVP. No show next week. Dogwood Parade in Quincy. See us here with Kick FM on the morning show. Say hi to me. Uh, when we come back in two weeks... Draft talk, we'll talk a lot of the quarterbacks, what happened, the moves, and we'll start to dive into the NBA as we, we in two weeks from now, we're going to be sniffing the NBA playoffs, so we'll have a lot of great storylines for that. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Follow me on Twitter, at Mark Hesman, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Uh, stay safe, have fun, great baseball, great NASCAR to watch, 
It's on the market news talk 1070. Shout out to Cunis Honda Hyundai 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. That's Cunis Country. This is Larry Hansen.